This is the audio podcast with Samuel Freeman and Scott Hewitt. Hello, Sam. Hello, Scott. Hello. It's Hello. Monday, and that means it is time for the audio, the audio podcast. podcast. Hey. This is show number 27, Kitten Soda SFX. Yeah, I'm just going to make it actually in, into the shot. Oh, I yeah. mentioned the shot because some people may not realize, but um, you can actually uh, you can actually watch the show live now if you want to. Yep, we um wow. pushing it out on justin.tv slash the audio podcast. Um, yeah, every week at 7 p.m. UK time. Yeah, that's pretty cool, I think. If you, yeah, if you want to, you can come come watch. Um, we, we're in the chat room in there, so you can chat away at us if you want to. That's fine. We're, we have a tendency to ignore people, but... Yep. You know, we'd really like not to ignore you, so we'd love, you know, we'd like to be more helpful about that. The more, the more people there are, the more they get used to it happening. I was there last week. In fact, I wasn't here. I was there in kind of internet land. Yeah. Yeah, you were actually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so this is show number 27. I, I, did, I, did, I did that bit. Did you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. You can do it again if you want. But what did you say? I said this is oh, show 27, Kitten Soda, Soda SFX. SFX. Yeah, I remember you saying that. That's what you were about to say. That's what I was about to say. <coughs> It's been a little crazy. I actually, the show isn't called Kittens, but I do have some kittens who trashed our studio for us. That so was before I arrived. I, I had to rebuild the whole studio very, very quickly. <laughs> okay, should we get into the news then? Okay, story one, kittens. Woohoo! Um, tweet a photo of a kitten. So not just any old kitten. This is um, source this. So source our um, saying if you can post a picture of your kitten using UAD satellite. Um, in a studio, then you'll get a free T-shirt. Yeah. Now, so far they've only had one taker on this who was not entering the competition. So I think it's still up for grabs if you can get where I think it was an employee of the company said, you know, here's one. But yeah, yeah, no, I think it's it's pretty it's pretty cool. He's obviously gone overboard with it. Um, that's fine. Still we're we're never going to have a competition which involves photos of kittens. Just so we're clear about that. Okay. Well, that's how I feel about it. I'm saying perhaps. Yeah, uh, perhaps I, d- I don't wrong with that assessment. I. I are we ever going to have competitions? I don't know. Right? Not right now. Not right now. Um, um, yep. let, let's move on. Personas uh, Studio One, 50% off it to the end of October. That's a that's a good deal. Yep. Not much else to say about that. No, it's, it's a good <laughs> deal though, isn't it? Studio yeah. One, then, yeah. 50% discount, yeah. Um, Steinberg have some new hardware. Um, what's that about? They've got the, U, the UR series. So they've got the UR28M, which... Is out now, and they've also which retails for three hundred and forty pounds ish. Um, that's got four analog in and six out, plus digital in and out. So, um, I've got some notes here on that. So the analog, analog in one and two are on TRS XLR connections with phantom power switch on and off, as well as high Z switches on each. So you can cool. have any combination of guitars, lines, and amps on those, and then. Inputs three and four are balanced line inputs, and then you've got an extra stereo input on the SPDIF coax. Yeah, and that's good. Th- there's a two-track input which can then be which can be monitored but not put into your software, which is you know okay. But the thing like it's the first time I've seen a two-track input on something using a quarter and eighth-inch stereo mini jack rather than phono connections. Rather than phonos, yeah. Yeah, the RCA. So It'd normally be phono, wouldn't it? Yep. So they've got. Yeah, had it. that's on there. And the outputs are, yep, six balanced line outputs plus the SPDIF. So you could run 5.1 with that quite easily. Yeah, of course, yeah. Definitely. Um, so that's the smaller of these two UR units. Mm. And the bigger one 
and the little one both have two independent headphone outputs. So you can... And that really is actually really useful, isn't it? Yep, so zero latency uh, monitoring, and you can use the DSP Mix FX, which is built into both of them. They're both using Yamaha SSP2 DSP chips to deliver um, for every for each analog channel. You can apply reverb. So they've got Rev FX, Rev X Reverb, which has um, three simulations. Okay. Of um, whole room plate and a sweet spot morphing channel strip is also there, which gives a side chain compressor and three band EQ. Cool. So I see a uh, driver support is OSX and Windows. Yep. Cool. The bigger one is a um, so this is a, that so that's the small kind of desktop size one, and then yeah. the larger one is a one U rack mount design. And again, channel one or two is kind of the same with IZ switches, mm. and then channels three to eight. You've got a volume control and a pad switch across the front for each of them. Oh, that's very useful. And but the and the connections for them are on the back. Now, and they're all, again, the Nutrik TRS XLR connections. So you've got eight. So you've got potent. You've got eight mic preamps in there, or line depending mm. what you want to use. Did you spot anything about pricing or for that one? Yep, that one's around seven hundred poundish, and it's not out till November. Okay. So this is the UR eight two four. Um. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting piece of, yeah, oh yeah, and it's a I, into a very crowded marketplace. Obviously, it's but it's got a lot of features because as well. I mean, you could compare if you compare it to something similar. Then, well, even with the name, it's it's kind of similar to the eight to eight, the Motorola eight to eight, but with a little bit more kind of you've got more preamps there, more preamps in there. Yeah, yeah, I I can see how it does kind of fill a, it it does kind of fit a nice a nice kind of niche. I always think it's it's just frustrating when you've got your inputs on the back, isn't it? Because it's always difficult trying to working out a sensible how you're going to work with that kind of thing. That's it. I think that's this. If you couldn't, if you've got a rack mount design, then you're clearly kind of expecting it to go into a semi-permanent kind of installation. Yeah. But with these TRS XLR combination jack socket things, if you're going to put them onto a patch bay, you need to decide which ones are jacks and which ones are going to be XLRs because you can't. Well, plug them, you can't absolutely. You don't get patch bays with the com combination, do you? So. I guess you could buy buy the combinations if you want to. Is it put, but I think if you when you plug one type of connection in it disconnects the other type. You'd need some kind of special magic. No, but it's just a balance it's just a balanced cable connection, isn't it? So you could have a patch bay with balance. Yes, unless you want But it. then you would still go into the back of the unit on one of them in a fixed situation. But what but I think we're in agreement, but yeah, failing to articulate our agreement. Okay. I guess because the, the point I was making is that it's I, I look at this and I think oh that's ace a whole load of like you know a whole load of preamps that's really useful but then if you have to go around the back to plug them in mm. then it's you're going to have to have something else so inevitably you're going to end up with a patch bay that patch bay is almost certainly going to be a, a balance balance jack patch bay because that's what most of them are so but that's no good for getting into your preamps that only get you into your line inputs on each yeah so then yeah you know what I mean it's just it's still, hey, you know what I mean? Yep. Still, still, it's nice to have the preamps there, you know? You just end up in that situation where you have cables out the front, cables out the back, cables yeah. everywhere, it sits on the floor, don't exactly. you? Exactly. It's got, That's but it's also got um, BNC word clock in-out on there, as well as two two pairs of optical ADAP in-out, so yeah. lots and lots of channels. Um, except, see, so we, yeah, the the mess of cables on the front and back, which is inevitable, is one thing I had noted, but the other thing is that it is a USB connection, so kind of fit. We don't really know how we so feel about USB connections. No, I think we, we have a way of finding this out. Actually, though. I was thinking about this more, but 
uh, Scott McLaughlin, who presented last week, yep. um, is in the process of getting his Ultralight Mark III hybrid. Okay. So he'll have Firewire and USB. So I was thinking that we could maybe try and borrow it. Maybe listening to the show actually. Maybe he may be on right now. I don't know, but if he, you know, we may be able to try and persuade him to uh, do some testing first, just some see see how he finds it. You know. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I think that we're probably just chauvinistic against USB. I think that maybe with USB two, maybe it is as fast as and reliable as people say it. So who knows? Maybe so. Maybe. Should we move on? Yep. Um. Our first of our novelty. Well, we've already had one novelty story. Um. As people know, I love to look for kind of sound sound effect libraries. Um, I, I choose them basically just off novelty value. So here I have a set of uh, hybrid electric cars. Yep. Uh, hybrid electric car sound effects. Um, as always, there's a really nice, heavily detailed content, you know, about how they did it. There's a video as well. You know, it's the geolocation information. It's I think it's just great when people go to town on this stuff. Yep. So there, yeah, like 100, 100 buffs. 2496. Sounds of car. Yeah, that's cool. Actually, when we talk about um, recording things, we got some... Uh, if, if you've ever been mentioned on the show, we email everybody we mentioned on the show, and we emailed about the uh, Audio-Technica listening post. Yes. And we got an email back from them, and apparently they have the information about what they were about the microphone technique that was being used, and they're in the process of trying to get that into a form where it can be on the internet as well. So that was really cool. We were really glad to get that response back from them. And they were complimentary about the show, which was nice. Very good. And I just want to mention that, you know, yeah. it's just it's kind of relevant. All right. So after electric car sound effects, oh, a job. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah. If you want to be the executive director of the Audio Engineering Society, then they have a call for applications. There you go. Yep. Um, I'm not really, you know, I, I don't feel I have to mention it. I, I, I'm not even going to start reading the rest of the article because <laughs> I think just mentioning it is enough here. It is just a call for applications. For the we'll job. probably find something amusing to laugh about if we read it too far, and that's, you know, we shouldn't do that really. So let's move on and talk about uh, Mac 5 Mac 3. 3. <laughs> has been released. <laughs> okay. Well, if you, if you watch the video version of this show, I'm saying you, you mainly get to see my head obscured by my giant microphone stand. But you probably got a great moment there of us both kind of making an amusing gesture at the same time. Mac 5, 3. Okay, so... Years in development, pay off in minutes. That's a nice tag, I like that. So what is Mac 5 then? <laughs> should, should I know that? <laughs> well, it's... it's sorry, it's, it's their sampler, isn't it? it it's, it's the Motu sampler. To be honest, I haven't got a lot of... Um, everybody will know that I love Motu hardware. Beyond that, I, I don't tend to use Motu software for anything, really. Um, having said that, we are recording the show on Audiodesk, but that's purely just because I found a disc that I got for free with one of the sound cards and put it in one day and thought, well, hey, let's use this. And that happened to be the day that we, the week we did the first <coughs> show, so hence. And since then, you've just been copying, copying the pa- session? And copying and pasting the sessions, and uh-huh. we're going along. We, we are likely to move away from Audiodesk to something else, but that's, that's for a different day. <laughs> it, it's kind of, you know, it, yeah. It's not audio, yeah. Universal sampler for creative music production. I don't have anything to say about it. I don't have a lot of things to say about anything. How's our show length doing? Over eleven minutes, and we're fine. There, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's been released. If you didn't know, you do. If you're interested, you're interested. If you're not interested, go check it out. It might be fun. 
Um, Boston mm. Cyber Arts, Cyber Sounds. Yep, this one comes up as a PDF. This is linked to. So they've got a, um, a new series of free concerts kicking off. Um, next week. Free so concerts are always ace. Yeah. Uh, one a month, September, October, November. So if you're in Boston, or you're going to be, then... Why not check it out? Yeah, it's free. I'm sure it'll be really good. I think... Fair enough. <laughs> feels a bit, it feels a bit flat today. I don't know why. It just, I, I think it's just the stress of trying to get ready has just hit me for today. Um, so, something that was released a while ago, we never mentioned and kind of made it around because it's kind of in channel as far as it, seem, it appears that it's now in channel. Uh, Robert Neve designs the Portico 5017. Okay. I've, um, I, I, I need to plug in my laptop in a really professional move. So you, do you want to talk about that while I run around and plug this in? I've got a plug. If you want... To, I'm, I'm just looking to see if I got a power supply for you, but I don't actually. I I don't have a spare power supply. Wave to the camera though, because you're you're pretty much there. Ace. Close up, Samna. That's that's just Ace. It just summarizes our show. You know, in in the days before we did this live, this is the point we would have probably stopped, isn't it? And then, like, did it another day, or just failed to do it all that week, and just not said anything. I think there's only once or twice we've edited the show. I think it's always been a one shot. Well. Can't, it's not always because a couple of times we have stopped it and started again, but it, yeah. certainly in the past. Oh, a kitten has made it in the room. Oh, we have a kitten. Do you want to extradite a kitten? That's okay. Oh, we got two kittens. Excuse me, everybody. We've got a kitten invasion. This is a good show. No. <laughs> what was that, Kitty? Did you say something? <laughs> Okay. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Push the door for the door. Kitty Soda SFX. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> Careful what you call the show. Careful what you call the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, the kittens normally sit in. Like, uh, last week they sat through all the shows, actually, but they've just been... It, they've just been, you know, they're getting bigger, a little bit more boisterous. I don't think it'd work for them today. Uh, so, Portico 5017, uh, mobile, D mobile DI uh, preamp and com compression with variable phase. Cool unit. Pretty, uh, they sound incredible. They always do, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> and it's, um, and a very, a very kind of useful size, actually. It's, it's designed for portability. So, if you're looking for an incredibly, you know, a, a very high quality kind of, for an end tier signal chain before conversion, this is going to be a great... A, gr a great tool. So, yep. I guess this is, you, like you say, it's before conversion. This is, you know, analog in, analog out. So it's yeah. kind of, I thought, yeah, when I first spotted it, I wondered if it was going to be into that new category of high-end analog with digital out, but, digital it's, not, but it's not. I think uh, Neve really think of themselves as being the specialists in the analog domain, don't they, I think? <laughs> like, I, I don't mind that. I'm saying it's important, you know. Have a, they do it incredibly well, don't they? So they just talk here like, about the opportunity that it allows you to take the very high quality analog Neve sound in a in a portable form factor. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you think back to the old days where people used to buy big desks because they wanted the big desk sound, mm. and you couldn't get the big desk sound unless you bought the big desk. So hence everybody had a fifty, you know. <laughs> that's a cool unit anyway don't go check that out it's always your hey we haven't mentioned but you'll find all our show notes that we're working off from uh, wiki.theaudiopodcast.co.uk yep this is uh, show 27 27 have you know that I know I just <laughs> it again 
Oh, I'm completely at sea. This is a this is just hysterical. <coughs> All right, let's just keep going. Let's let's keep let's okay. yeah, let's keep going with it. You know what we need? It's not gonna be a classic. We need some bass. We need some bass, Dewey. Yeah, oh, UK, UK bass anthems. That's what we some need. Some sound effects. Awesome. So you you added this dubstep and what this is? I just love this kind of stuff. I I just thought it was fun. You know, it's another sound effect library inside of UK bass anthems. So it's it's not sound effects, it's loops and stuff, isn't it? Loops and stuff, yeah. Sorry. Heavy duty loops. Heavy duty loops. And a variety of formats, um, over 200 heavy duty dubstep bass loops and samples, including drum loops, wobble bass lines, drum one shots, SF samples, and more. So you're getting twice as many WAVs for half the price on the other sound effects thing. I thought I'd just throw that in there. Okay. But those sound effects are of electric cars. And these are of dubstep loops. Actually, we didn't really talk about the electric car sound effects. But I thought one of the major benefits of the electric car was its near silent operation. That was a hybrid car, that one, wasn't it? Oh, was that hybrid, though? I think there was a hybrid. So that's for, like, true authenticity, isn't it, when you... But you see, maybe it sounds... You see, what you do get with with that, that, that's... Let's say you've got a hypothetical silent car. The sound effects of that would be it driving on different surfaces because there's still going to be, you know, friction between the wheels and the road. So That's awesome. Yep. Wheels with no engine. That's what you'll get. <laughs> wheels <laughs> with no engine. <laughs> would, you also, uh, would you also agree that that <coughs> would be a, a trolley as well? Yep. Or if you stick a horse in front of that, you can drive around. You don't even need a license to go uh, on the road to a horse and car. car. No, Fantastic no. stuff. They only tax the motors. Okay. okay, so I think we've had enough of UK-based anthems and wheels without engines. Uh, <laughs> something which, if if you've been listen, if you listen to the show so far and you're like, "Wow, these guys are just talking rubbish today," yeah, I would probably agree. Actually, however, something that is pretty cool: um, Softube have a sale on. It's a lot of people have sales continuously, but they actually have a genuine proper sale on at the moment, which is fifty percent off a whole load of their kind of you know standard kind of plugins available as VST audio units or RTAS. Uh, acoustic feedback, bass amp room, the FET compressor, model amp room. Th- there's loads of cool stuff in there in them. So no, th- their stuff, their stuff's really cool. Some of it's fifty percent off. Some of it's thirty percent off. Um, yeah, I, I, it's a good deal if you're wanting a soft tube plug-in or you got a bit yeah. of money and you fancy playing with one. Why not get it fifty percent off? Sale runs to October. I don't know. Sorry, I was looking down a list of um of right. what's for, of what's for sale. Yeah, that's so, um, I was I'm trying to find a really good one to talk about. Um, s- in terms of sale plugins. is good to it's it's October. It's, okay, it's around it's October time. I won't say a date. I'll just say if you buy it while it's September, you'll be fine. More is more. That's what they're saying. I like that. <laughs> okay, real um, rational acoustics. I've got com. smart um, S M A A R T, which is the Acoustic right. test and measurement software. Yeah. There you go. You added this article. I this did. Item. You I know did. what I'm going to do? I'm going to have a slice of pizza while you explain to people why you added this article. Well, I added this article because they claim, well, they've got this software for doing, for testing your room. So, but it's they claim it's the first time that such a software suite has been available without requiring specific hardware for it to run. So it's purely software-based solution to measuring and analyzing in real time your acoustic environment so but surely you must have a microphone set of speakers to put some sort of impulse into the room or something well yeah but i think that it's con- it's going to compensate for what you're using rather than specifying you must use this and that or something oh interesting so rather than having to have a um have this microphone with this setup in this scenario you can mm-hmm. instead have a whole variety of things um we have a 
gentleman who presents on the show sometimes, Alex, is interested in this kind of field, actually. We should. Yeah. Well, I mean, we kind of fun. So we look uh, further. Um, I was enjoying this slice of pizza, actually. It was really quite nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I figured that as, as it was all going to pot anyway, I might as well just have a slice of pizza in the middle of the show. Yep. Um, what, what's next? The Oh, no, we've done that. Um, oh, Pro Tools Tech Demo. Yeah, yeah. so since I've been kind of like Uh-oh. breaking... Have you, how's your computer? I'm okay. Mm. Your little, little thing there. So. It's going to go to a YouTube page and start playing, so I've stopped it. Oh, okay. That was why I went, oh, no. How do, okay, so um, just as a little kind of question that I don't know the answer to, if you're if you're on a computer and you, a page is loading and you want to stop, you can hit escape and it'll stop loading it, but you're, you've not got a com- you've just got a screen there that you can... I can press poke. the button and quit to the home. Quit the home and that stops loading. Oh, so loading. it's not just a stop loading. It's not an escape equivalent. Uh, okay. The, that's... The, the, that's the, there is in the browser. If you're in a browser, you can go up to the page and hit stop. Okay. And that does the job, kind of. Yeah. Anyway, at IBC 2011, Avid took a fairly unusual step for them, which was to actually demonstrate some features which they can, they, they can't really commit to possible inclusion of, but nonetheless, yeah, it's a nice are in the development. So hence, they like to tell you about them. It's, a, it's only a short video, and like right at the beginning, the guy, or quite near the beginning, he, he was pushed for when when these things might be available, and he said that. They're not. They can't say that. So, I think he said they're in development, but may not, may not be. But yeah. So, if you're interested in possible new Pro Tools, well, you should check features. the video out anyway. Yeah. You know, d- definitely check the video out. Um, we had some notes about the video because we watched it, didn't we? Um. But then just didn't bother to put <laughs> them anywhere sensible. I put it somewhere. Oh, is this a? Hang on, hang on. Yeah. So stuff like um. Uh, real-time fades. Um, there's going to be better management of RAM in there. Um, the ha- the handles. Region-based volume controls. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that's... There you that's go. It. Yeah, so that is... They're the core highlights. Potentially in Pro Tools 10, maybe. You can tell that we don't really use... We're not big Pro Tools users, can't you? By the just by that. We're just hammering through everything with a kind of blasé feel today, aren't we? Yes, I was. <laughs> What's next? Okay, so we've had the kittens, and we've had the SFX, but the middle bit of the title is Soda, and that's talking about this Soda Synth VST, which is a new VST synth it's available, um, which is all more r- remarkable because it's not only is it. Well, this is the actual story, is isn't it? You can try Soda Synth for free. Yep. And people would be like, big deal. So you can get lots of demo versions, lots of things. But where do you try SodaSynth for free? In your browser. In your browser. Yep. Chrome, Google Chrome 14. You can just get out of the Google Chrome store and try it out. And that day, like we talked about it. We talked about the mm-hmm. web APIs, HTML5 web APIs, <laughs> all that stuff we've talked about all before. And here we actually have a kind of commercial product with a demo release via the via Google Chrome store. I think that's ace as well. You can also get it for an HP touchpad. Yep. If you're one of those people who managed to buy an HP touchpad in its fire sale. Because <laughs> they don't make them anymore. So, <laughs> no. They are gone. But, you know, that's kind of funny. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I'm saying that we should maybe just look at the synth. I've, the, for me, the story was the fact you can, you know. Well, I'm, let's, let's stay on that for a moment. Because okay, it's not the case that... I mean, that would be pretty cool if you could have had a, a VST host in the browser that you could load any bullets. But, but what they've done here is they've created an application of their synth which works in Chrome. 
so presumably from the same code base, but they've compiled it twice for the different platforms. Yep. So it's not like the same thing. It'd be good. I mean, yeah, I'd be interested in a VST host that runs in the browser. I think that would be an interesting place That'd be to pretty be. Cool. I think that, but that might be a step too far. But you can see how this <laughs> should be. It's easy to do because in terms of interface, you could JavaScript your have your JavaScript JavaScript interface. Yep. There's a whole lot of ways of running that natively on clients now as well as in the mm -hmm. browser. So you have that kind of bit there, and then it's just using the web the audio API to get you the audio in and out of it. Yep. A lot of these things are just a matter of moving parameters in certain places. And JavaScript engines have got so fast. Um, I'd, obviously we don't know what the actual build behind here is, so we should really we should um we should ask them. Well, yep, they'll be receiving an email to say we've talked about it, and maybe, maybe yeah, they'll come on and tell us more about it. Come and tell us more about it. We'd be really, really intrigued to hear about it. All right, cool. Shall we see where we are uh, next? What's next? What, I don't know. Um, what's next is um, I was supposed. I think was this posted today. I only spotted it today from Alex McLean, Yaksu.org. Um, Sonic Boom is the title, and he's. I've 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 put it as reactable reactions. Is um, he was a bit peeved as he said about a FT article, and he goes on to discuss instruments and how, what is fair and not fair to compare them to with each other and technology. So, yeah. I think... I well, it's a response to an FT article, isn't it? Yeah. And the FT article was just saying how um, new technology brings about new instruments, but do musicians respond to the availability of new instruments? I guess in the fact that, like, the React table's been seen use on stage, but there's all sorts of there's all sorts of new musical interfaces that have appeared in the last couple of years, mm -hmm. and we haven't really seen their adoption into widespread music production, music making, perhaps, I suppose. Like, you don't go to a gig and see somebody playing using Wii remotes, you know. No, no, nobody's having a smack, no, nobody's had, nobody's had like a number one hit who then goes on stage and performs with their Wiimote rather than their guitar. That just... Okay. I, I don't know, that was my rather flippant and abridged understanding of the situation. Yeah. Fair enough. I yep. It's it's in there as a the news because it's a new story and it's it was an interesting read, but I think people can just it's not very long. They can form their own opinions on that. This is really not a very good show this week, is it? No, I was actually thinking how glad I am that we've made it to the plunder. Yeah. You are. Because <laughs> this has just been a poor show. You know, it, it we were bound to have a bad one eventually. I'm saying the last couple were good. I thought we were good at the end of the season, so Well, it was. Yep. Let's face it. Uh -uh. Have you seen a bad, uh, bad thing? This was a bad one. It's fine. So our plunder item. Um, yeah, I just thought this was funny, but it's, it's basically a YouTube video of how to fix a Pro Tools, a Pro Tools problem on Windows Seven. Um, what I, well, that's kind of uh, well, to be honest, it just appeals to my dry sense of humor because the gentleman I I would suggest is probably going at all seriousness, but the the combination of handheld. Handheld video camera following him clicking on things on the Windows on the Windows interface and just his general kind of like. I think you've got new media snobbery to this. I think it's actually a really good video, especially in no, no. I, he I frames it in such a good context because he said that I've had this problem with Pro Tools crashing and blue screening all the time, and everywhere I looked, no one had the answer. I found the answer, and now I'm presenting the answer to you. Oh, don't, don't get me wrong. I think it's ace. I, I do. <laughs> I just think it's kind of amusing at the same time because it's you know what I mean. Because you are correct, that's what he's planning on doing. But we got like, I don't know, maybe three minutes in, and we hadn't heard what the, we hadn't made it to the demo part yet, like the fixed part. Yeah, it did take. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? But yeah. it's fun video. You know, 
I think people know what they get when we mention a plunder item, and they're not expecting, you know, they're expecting something. I think this item will satisfy their plunder requirements for the week. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Dig that hole, Scott. <laughs> it's a giant <laughs> hole, man. All right. Um, so this was the audio podcast. This was a show <laughs> 27 of what is arguably the worst audio podcast show ever, I think. I don't think so. I think if anybody you think cares to go right back to the beginning, there, I, I wouldn't listen to some of them again. Well, you can listen to all of them again if you, you can, want to. And, and people do. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, we know a couple people who send us emails when they're, they're a few weeks behind. <laughs> <laughs> so we do appreciate their uh, them listening back to the other shows. Next week could be better. Yes. It just has to be better. Like, could it be worse? Well, we've established it could be worse, but it's not going to be worse. Till next week, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>